Hey ladies, welcome to the Diamond Hands podcast. So you want to own a med spa? Welcome to our community and explore the exciting industry of medical aesthetics and hear from experienced med spa owners and relevant industry experts to guide you on your path. Mindset, money, practice management, marketing, find it here. All right, hey everyone, welcome back to the Diamond Hands Podcast. Today, we are so excited to have Fiona Tennant, aka Nurse Fiona. And she owns Nurse <laughs> Fiona Medical Spa. <laughs> um, she is one of the first, uh, you know, uh, certified aesthetic nurses in all of New England. So she's bringing her expertise today. Welcome, Nurse Fiona. Thank you, thank you. I'm so happy to be here. You've been wanting me to do this for so long and now it's it's here finally here i know exactly i'm like you finally got each other's schedules so this is awesome so basically you know just tell everyone a little bit more about yourself tell me a little bit about your why did you get into nursing in the first place i'm curious to know that and then tell me a little bit about your journey getting into aesthetics so i didn't get into nursing till i was about 23 or 24 um, and I was a little lost, a little confused child. Didn't know what I wanted to do. I wasn't crazy about school. Um, almost didn't graduate high school, believe it or not. Um, oh, no. Yep, yeah, I was not the best student. <laughs> <laughs> it's so, okay. Same. People that, yeah, people that went to high school with me will look at me now and be like, is that the same girl? No, but um, I was just a little lost, but I found my way. And I just always have loved helping people, you know, in general. So um, I always was like in the hospitality um, industry and just, you know, communications and like just customer service. So um, it was easy for me to transition into nursing. Um, but I, you know, one day I was like, you know, I just this is what I want to do. I want to be a nurse after I did like a million other things. So I was 23. I was a single mom and I was dating. Um, I had a serious relationship. I was engaged and um, he helped me so much through, through the process and babysat my little guy. And um, so, so I did it, you know, it, with a lot of help, like there's, I'm lucky. I've always had really good support in my life mm -hmm. um, to get through everything that I've been through. But, um, but yeah, so I was about 23. I started out as an LPN working in the emergency room at Miami Children's Hospital. So I'm from Miami, born and raised. Okay. Yeah. <laughs> I got a little sass to me. <laughs> a little bit, a little bit more than the regular Bostonians, but continue. <laughs> yeah. So I, both my parents are Hispanic. They're from Argentina. So hablo español. Okay. Um, I speak Spanish. Yeah. Fluent in Spanish. And anyway, so um, finished nursing school, did my LPN, was working in the ER in Miami. I was a school nurse for a little while. And I met this girl um, in Miami who was from Boston. And this is what she did. She did, you know, Botox and fillers and she worked for a plastic surgeon. So I thought it was like the coolest thing ever. And this was not a thing in Miami, believe it or not, yeah. for nurses. I mean, plastic surgery in Miami is huge, Yeah, but, um, for nurses, it was not a thing. And I've always been into skincare. I've always been into looking good. I've, you know, since I was like a teenager, I would look at the back of like, you know, even shampoo bottles. I would look at ingredients <laughs> and 
I was curious, like how everything worked. So um, kind of really fell into like my zone with this. Mm -hmm. um, so then 11 years ago, I moved here to Boston, to the Boston area. Yeah. And um, about a year after I moved here, I decided to look into Botox um, for myself because I had like really bad crow's feet, mm -hmm. believe it or not. Um, I was a swimmer and a tennis player and always out in the sun and the beach. Squinting. and Yeah. And so I didn't have good skin um, coming in, you know, to, to the industry. Mm -hmm. So um, I Googled Botox Boston to see, you know, who would do my Botox. And at the top of the Google search, obviously it was like a paid ad, was a class that said, you know, learn to inject Botox if you're a nurse, if you're a doctor, da 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 da. Mm -hmm. So uh, it was like, I think I Googled like on a Wednesday and the class was like a Saturday, like oh, that wow. Saturday. So I talked to my husband and I was broke. I came in broke as can be with so much debt. And my husband really got me in check and really was like, you can't have all this debt. You can't have all these credit cards. We got to pay this stuff down. Mm. Um, so I said, well, I really wanted to take this class. I don't know how to pay for it. <laughs> so he gave me the money and he said I had to pay him back. Stop him yes, him back. Honey. <laughs> yes, honey. I love it. <laughs> yes. So I still haven't paid him back to this day, but you know, I took the course. It was with a doctor from Florida. I don't even remember the man's name. Um, it was a very basic, scary course where they they teach you bare bare minimum and you know anatomy of the face isn't taught very much um, through nursing school. They'll teach you the basics. They teach you the nerves. They teach you some muscles, but it's like it goes in like a blink. Yeah. of an eye so it was a lot to take in and I was so nervous um my mom and one of my very best friends was there with me and another good friend and I remember telling my mom I was like do not open your eyes because my hands were shaking so bad oh my god so she was your model my mom was my model. Wow. Yeah, she was here. She lives in Miami, mm -hmm. but she's she was in town. So I said, Mom, do you want to get Botox? And she had never gotten it before. <laughs> she's like, sure. She's like, yeah, sure. I was like, free Botox. Come on. Yeah. So she was my model, but literally my hands were like trembling because yeah. I was just like so nervous to inject somebody's face. Yeah. Like if you screw up, like that's their face. Yeah. So I've always taken it like very, very, very seriously. And um, I got through it. Mm -hmm. And then I was lost. I didn't know what to do at the time. So this was almost 10 years ago now. And um, there wasn't anybody guiding us to say, you need um, to work under a physician. You need to have certain, um, like your business has to be set up a certain way. Mm -hmm. um, so there was no guidance whatsoever. I remember um, calling Allergan. So Allergan mm -hmm. is the makers of Botox, as most of you know. And I called them and I was like, hi, um, I just took a Botox class and I want to open up an account. <laughs> <laughs> they must have been like, ma'am. <laughs> yeah, they were like, 
okay, do you, are you a doctor? Are you a nurse practitioner? And I was like, no, I'm an RN. And they're like, no, you, you know, as an RN, you can't open up your own account. I was like, oh, so how do I do this? Um, so I started asking around and um, I was at a barbecue and this um, friend was like, oh, I know this doctor, um, he takes on uh, nurses and he oversees everything you do. So I called him, I went in for an interview and um, I had to do like, he had to oversee me and see how I inject and all this stuff. Mm -hmm. um, but I just felt like I really wasn't ready. So I asked him, he's a plastic surgeon. I asked him if I could shadow him and watch him and work for him for free wow. so yeah so I was like I will be here and just I just want to soak it all in and I want to learn from you um so I did that for probably about six months mm -hmm. I was going in like once or twice a week um and working a full-time job at Children's Hospital in Boston wow. and um had a newborn um, Brody was, Brody was a year. So he was, you know, almost so young, a toddler. Yeah. yeah. And then my older son was nine or 10 at the time. Mm. Um, so be yeah, I had a lot going on, but you know, one of my, um, pieces of advice for people getting into this industry is, I mean, do whatever you need to do to get there. Like, mm -hmm you know, don't think you're too good for it. Um, yeah. you know, I, I did it for free. I didn't care. Like mm -hmm. if I, you know, I wasn't asking to be paid or anything. Eventually they're like, Hey, do you want to get, do you want to actually get paid? You're like, okay, I could it's use okay. dollars to pay my <laughs> husband back. I was, gonna... <laughs> I was like, yep, I'll get paid. So, and then I kept hustling. I mean, I get, I think that's the key to the game is, you know, I think in life, in just in general, mm -hmm. um, it's be a hustler and don't, don't sit back and be lazy. It's not coming to you. It's not, yeah. you gotta, you gotta go for it. You gotta go for it. So I was traveling. So I live in Holliston, which is like, my office is in Framingham, mm -hmm. um, which is like 30 minutes outside of Boston. Mm -hmm. But I was traveling to like Fitchburg, you know, Fitchburg is, like I'm not too familiar with Fitchburg. So that's like Northwest. I was going to Kingston. So like, like Western Mass. Mass, like up there. Kingston is in um, like close, to, like South Shore, like okay. going towards the Cape. So yeah. I was literally going like down towards the Cape. And then I was going up towards like Northern, like almost New Hampshire. Ugh. Yeah. So I was just going wherever, wherever ever somebody wanted me and I was just calling and thankfully at the time you know there were other nurses doing this mm -hmm. but it wasn't crazy saturated and yeah. right now it is it's I mean there's still room there's still mm -hmm. room for everybody and the beauty of this industry is that there's more and more people that are like accepting Botox and fillers as a thing to do yes um you know, when I first moved here, I mean, it was so hush hush. Like <laughs> women are like, yeah, I don't do that. What you talking about? <laughs> like like J-Lo in these streets. Sorry. Yeah. You, yeah. <laughs> put some olive oil on your face. Exactly. Please. Yeah. I mean, 
it's there's I mean like you could put like olive oil extract into skincare products but putting straight olive oil like maybe she maybe JLo doesn't do Botox because I have like I pay attention and I can see when somebody moves here when they move here mm -hmm. and I have to say I have seen her forehead move and I have seen her glabella move mm -hmm. now fine you may not get botox she's hispanic she's puerto rican she has great skin yeah but i do think that she has gotten some cosmetic things done like whether it's filler whether it's skin tightening treatments like through radio frequency whether it's laser treatments yeah. she's she's gotten something done something. like don't just put it on the olive oil <laughs> <laughs> you're like leave the poor olive oil alone like ma'am <laughs> No, it just sucks. It like makes people think that like, A, it could make people think like not well of themselves. Like they'll become yeah. self-conscious. Like, you know, 50 year olds out there that are the same age as JLo could be like, why don't I look like that? You're a billionaire, millionaire, whatever she is. And you have access to so much stuff. And yeah. you know she's doing something. You know she's got every machine lined up in her bedroom probably. <laughs> exactly. It's like something. It may not be Botox, but it's something. Oh, for sure. Yeah. For sure. That's so funny. Oh. But yeah, so you were talking about like hustling and like you were doing whatever you had to do to like kind of advance in the industry. Yeah. Yeah. And it wasn't saturated, you were saying. And now it's more, but there, you know, you really, so what I'm getting from what you're saying is that there's room for everyone still. Cause you seem to have like the abundance mentality when it comes to that. Yes, so, for yeah. sure. Yeah, there is. And you know, right now I, I have one other nurse that works at my uh, practice. Mm -hmm. I used to have uh, two, the other one, she didn't come back after COVID. She um, just was too scared. And yeah. um, <clears throat> she just didn't, she wasn't ready to like be in people's faces yeah. um, during this pandemic. And, you know, a lot of people have, have their own view of, of how this, this thing goes. So, so yeah. yeah, so I'm down a nurse. Um, so we are hiring or interviewing, but um, there is enough out there. There is yeah. enough out there for everybody. Um, I personally don't take new patients anymore. I haven't taken a new patient for a, over a year now um off the street so mm -hmm. sometimes I will take some VIP clients mm -hmm. that um either have been referred by like a very good friend um or I've established a relationship somehow with them yeah. um outside of work and I'm like yeah I'll take you on mm -hmm. um but yeah I'm very I'm very fortunate and very lucky that right now I can be super picky about who comes into my world as yeah. far as work goes because you know, there are some patients out there that are a little crazy. Oh, well, <laughs> that's a, I'm sure we could have an episode about crazy patients. Oh, <laughs> Lord, girl. I, I could have a whole, like, you know, reality show based on the people that walk through my door. Oh, my God. I can only imagine. So... That is so important that you are able to get to that point in your practice where you're able to say, I am going to choose who comes into my world. 
you know, that's a great place to be in. Um, one of my favorite books, and I talk about it all the time, is um, Michael Gerber's The E-Myth. And, you know, he talks about that, like, you know, in business, you have the entrepreneur mindset, the manager mindset, and then, the you know, in your world, it'd be the practitioner mindset or the technician. And it's like, you can't do all three of them forever. When you're smaller, you have no choice. But when you get yeah. to a certain point, you just need to be the entrepreneur keeping your big vision and saying, okay, this is how things are doing. You're the orchestrator instead of saying, I'm doing all the, the work that I need to make the practice run all the time. Yeah, which right now, um, I still wear all of those hats, mm -hmm. but with help. With so, that. you know, it's running a business, I, you know, it's very, it's very difficult. I didn't go to business school. I went to nursing school. Mm -hmm. um, so I just have <clears throat> a lot of like street smarts when it comes to the way I, I manage things and the way mm -hmm. I treat people and all that. Just everything that I've learned throughout the years and yeah. every job I've had, I take something with me. So yeah, early on, um, I was 19. I worked at um, this fancy schmancy hotel. And, you know, it's where all the celebrities went and it was lots of fun, but I learned how to give the best, like five-star customer service. Mm -hmm. So that's something that's like extremely hard to teach without actually like working in it. Um, so, so that's what I bring to the table in my practice is giving that like five-star customer service mm -hmm. customers, you know, always right in a way. Mm -hmm. um, it's it's hard though, because it is at the same time a um, medical practice, yes. you know, so you're offering some type of medical service, even though it's beauty related. Mm -hmm. um, it's, it's like that blend. It's that blend. So, you know, the fact that I've had that background in good customer service, and I worked as a nurse mm -hmm. in a hospital, I know how to like blend those two together. Um, and that's actually another tip. I'll kind of throw little tips in there, mm -hmm. um, in this where anybody that's wanting to really get into this industry, it is a fantastic industry. Just, I would suggest like at least two years experience in the hospital setting. Mm. Um, I would, it, it makes a world of a difference as a nurse and being able to like really fine tune your critical thinking skills. Um, as you're injecting, there's a lot going on and there's a lot that you need to pay attention to. Yeah. So um, I just think that's like super important. So people are getting into this industry and, and going to school just for this. But I do think, you know, even if you do like a part-time at a hospital and then you do this on the side, mm -hmm. I think it's, it's definitely, it's definitely a plus and it's definitely necessary, I think. Yeah, I mean, to like kind of learn that, you know, quote unquote, you know, the bedside manner, because, you know, even though it's beauty, like you said, these are medical things and a lot of thing complications can happen from them too. So you definitely have to know how to navigate people when in any situation. So that's, that's really awesome. So yeah. you know, another thing I want to kind of get into is, um, you know, you're like amazing at marketing. You like have all, you have like these side things you do because I'm hoping I'm doing a good job because you interview people. I mean, social media is huge. So I, aside from social media, you know, I've tried a couple little things here and there. I've tried, you know, some magazine articles or advertisements. Um, 
I really haven't tried like anything else that I can think of um, aside from social media. So um, I really feel like we get so much from Instagram specifically. Mm -hmm. um, And I think really collaborating with other um, local people or influencers and I don't know, that word is kind of thrown out there a lot now, <laughs> but um, just people that are really where their target audience is similar to yours. Yeah. And you could think outside the box. It doesn't have to be like a beauty blogger. Mm-hmm. You know, it doesn't have to be a hair salon or a nail salon. Like you can think think of, you know, maybe like a boutique that targets um, women with a certain demographic as far mm-hmm. as age and finances. Mm-hmm. Um, so, so I would say, yeah, like social media and really collaborating with other people and putting yourself out there, um, always talking, kind of find a way to slip it in without sounding <laughs> tacky. Yeah. Um, so for example, I'm, we're, um, remodeling the first floor, of our building. It's my husband and father-in-law own the building. Mm-hmm. Um, I pay rent. <laughs> I pay Keep rent. It in the family, you know. Yeah. But it's it's their thing and it's um part of their like it's under their realty trust. I I have nothing to do with it. Yeah. So I'm a renter and I pay my rent to my husband. <laughs> so but the beauty <laughs> the beauty of it is is that the we I have the ability to like now I'm taking over the whole building. So I started out, yeah, girl, excuse me. (laughs) Yeah. So I started out in one room and this building was, um, it used to be a bunch of lawyers there. It was like a group of lawyers and they parted ways and they broke their lease or whatever. And then it was empty for like an entire year. And I was kind of just getting going and, you know, I didn't really see myself like where I am today. I just took it day by day by day. And I honestly never really wanted to have any employees. Mm -hmm. I just wanted to do my thing. Mm -hmm. I didn't want, I didn't want a boss. I didn't want somebody telling me what to do. I wanted to just be me and, you know, have less stress in my life. So I asked my father-in-law, my husband, if I could use one of the rooms in the building Mm -hmm. And, you know, obviously if it gets rented out, then off I go. So I did that. And I remember I would put like a little sign on the door, um, (laughs) you know, that I was in there and the realtor would come by and he would show it to people and nobody ever wanted it. Nobody ever wanted this building. It's on route nine in Framingham. It's right there. Like, you know, there's always traffic in front of like Mm -hmm. my building. I'm like, why does there's a parking lot? It's great. Well, now it's going to say Nurse Fiona on the building. Yeah, well, there is a big sign that says Nurse Fiona. And then there's a travel agency that um, took the downstairs eventually. Mm -hmm. Um, But with this whole COVID thing, it really hit him hard. Mm -hmm. So he had to downsize. He's been doing a lot of work from home, which is Mm -hmm. fine. He's he's surviving, poor guy. So, um, but I have been able to now take over the whole building. So So back to my... We're like going off on a tangent. Sorry. So I have been remodeling. So I was at the tile store Mm -hmm. there in Natick and I was talking to the woman, um, beautiful Brazilian woman. She's like, oh, is this for your home? I'm like, no, this is for my business. I own a med spa. 
So, you know, you throw it out there yes. anywhere. So now she's coming to my place for Botox. Oh, yes. And that's what I'm talking about. I love that. And then I know it's such a hustle, like you said, which is just important. And, you know, my next question for you is, is like, you know, you've been able to build such a wonderful practice. You know, how, what do you do in order to stay motivated and consistent? Um, I, you know, that's a really tough question. As far as motivation goes, I feel like I'm constantly looking for the next thing. Mm -hmm. um, not necessarily like the next like adventure in my life, but like I'm always researching and I'm always staying on top of things and I'm always educating myself. Mm -hmm. So I don't stay stagnant. You know, I don't just stay dry. Yeah. Um, and so I'm always bringing in new projects. I'm always like, what's next? Where am I going? Um, so, you know, every year I write down my goals and, you know, I, I come up with new ones along the way. So it's not like I, I just stick with this one goal. It's just constantly evolving, but I kind of try to make that like a touch point, like, you know, 2021, what do I want to accomplish this year? Yes. Um, so I've got some stuff there and I'm not going to tell you all of them. Of course not. You, you know, you got to keep them private until they come out. No. Well, you know, people like to watch what I do. <laughs> <laughs> and they like to just watch what I do. Yeah, we'll call it watch. And, you know, kind of since we're on that topic, you know, I'll bring it up, you know, because <laughs> as we sip our tea, um, you know, I... I, I'm kind of curious about your thoughts about competition in the industry. You know, I, I see these hashtags, community over competition, community over competition. However, how true do you think it is? 50-50. Um, 50-50. Mm. Because I've got some girlfriends and I've got some people that I love to death and that we've you know, kind of grown up together in this industry. Yes. We've trained together. I've trained some of them. Um, and, you know, I think it's all about who's authentic and who's just a good person. Yeah. Because, you know, any industry you get into, whether it's, you know, whether you're in construction, whether you're in whatever, it's there's always going to be people out there who want to um advance mm -hmm. in not the in not the best ways where they'll use you and step on you to um advance themselves mm -hmm. yeah. so i have experienced that unfortunately um where you know i thought somebody was my friend and i you know I, i'm a very honest and open person and i have an open heart Mm -hmm. And it's to a fault because I will give myself um, and I won't when I really care about somebody and I really see somebody as a friend, mm -hmm. I don't hold back and I don't protect the things that I have worked very, very hard for, yeah. which I've learned that I need to because not everybody is worthy of that. Not everybody's worthy of all the experiences I've had in my life for me just to hand it to them on a silver platter. Um, and I've done that and I've gotten burned and it, it was very sad for me because, um, 
you know, it's happened to me a few times and I thought these people were my friends and they just stepped on me and they, off, oh off you go. Mm -hmm. So it's dirty. It gets yeah. dirty. It really does. So fair warning to anybody getting into this industry. Um, you know, it's, it, it gets dirty. It, there's, and like I said, it can happen in any industry. It's any, not just yeah. this one. It's just in life in general, it can just happen. So, you know, just learn that as like a life lesson, but yeah. you know, I still care about people. I still let people into my world. I'm just a little bit more protective now of, of my, everything I've learned, you know? Yeah. And, and I mean, yeah. and that makes sense. I mean, that, that's why, you know, people have to pay people to get access for certain things, you know, like there's this yeah. one realtor that I'm obsessed with on Instagram and like, she's like a multi-million dollar realtor. I'm not even a realtor, but I love her. And, <laughs> um, and, and she like, you know, she's like, excuse me. She was like, my business line is for business inquiries only. If you want to get access to my agent tools for success, you need to sign up for that class. That's $697. Thank you. Click. And it, that's what it is. It's like, if you want my knowledge, you got to pay for it, honey. Yeah. To get access. Yeah. It is true. But so I, I right now don't um, offer any trainings or anything. I am a trainer for Galderma, which is yeah. the makers of Discord and like Restylane. Mm -hmm. So um, it's been kind of crazy with the whole COVID thing, yeah. but Galderma will pay me to go out to a practice and train people. Um, so I am like more than willing to train people, show them my techniques, show them my ways, mm -hmm. all of that. Um, where it gets tricky is you kind of, you'll go to a lot of conferences and you'll meet a lot of people in the industry mm -hmm. and you become very friendly. And, you know, it's, it's just such a natural thing to want to connect with people. Of course. So, you know, you become friends with people, you go out, you have drinks, you have fun. And that's where it gets tough because then like, you know, they'll start asking you questions. Like they'll be mm. like, so how did you do this? How, how do you run your practice? How much do you pay your nurses? Oh. How much do you pay your manager? Um, what do you have contracts? Do you have agreements? Do you, so they'll ask you or me, they'll ask me tons of questions about how I do things. And that's where it gets tricky because you've formed a friendship mm -hmm. with people. And then that's where I get stuck where I'm like, I want to help people, but you don't want to be taken advantage of because the next thing you right. know, they're like, Oh yeah, we did this and that. And you know, mm -hmm. cause I mean, there's no yep. accolades for free, for free stuff. <laughs> like there's, right. You know what I mean? It's just that someone's on the come up or whatever. So I understand that. And that's like a really, it's a balance in this. Like, are we out yep. for drinks or are we, you know, or are we here for a business consultation? Like, right. what is it? And you know, boundaries. And, and, and I think people could do a better job of themselves. Like you just make your intentions clear. Like if we're going out for business, we're going out for business. If we're going out it. for fun, we're going out for fun. And I think people just need to be more cognizant of that. So then you could be prepared to say, you know, I don't want to do that. And be right. okay with it. <laughs> yeah. I, yeah. I honestly wish people would do that. And, you know, so that's where I've gotten in trouble where I thought somebody was my friend and then they've asked me questions and I've given them like my trade secrets and everything that I've done or learned or 
you know, different things that I use in my practice. Mm -hmm. And then later on, you just, you notice that they just used you, you know, and whether that was done on purpose, I don't know, but that's how it feels to me. I feel used and I feel like they just, um, came into my life for a purpose Mm -hmm. and they used me, they used me as like a, you know, stepping stone and Mm -hmm. off to the next person they go. That's so terrible. I mean, I believe in karma though. So karma comes back, but you know, we let the universe deal with those things. That's how, that's how I I approach life. I let the universe deal with those people. And so, you know, kind of shifting back into a positive gear because we just kind of went into a dark place. <laughs> we went <laughs> to a dark place. <laughs> I know, and the dark place is important for people to know. We only have a couple more things. Like, so what do you enjoy most about your business and what would you say is one of your most inspiring client stories? I know you have a lot, but just one. Um, I think I enjoy most um, my relationships mm-hmm. with people. So I love to connect with people in general. Mm -hmm. Um, So when my patients come in, it's, they get a very warm, you know, inviting environment where, you know, I, I talk to them and I get to know them. And, you know, so I think that's just important to really know somebody so that you can offer them what they really want. Because sometimes like the communication is tough for them to tell you, you know, what they want out of that consultation, what do they want out of that visit? Mm. Um, And they're nervous, you know, first of all. So really like bonding with somebody and creating that rapport Mm -hmm. is going to like help that consultation process um, go smoother. Um, And then you can also weed out if they're, you know, having any body dysmorphia issues or yeah. So, so that's another important thing that you have to pay attention to because People with body dysmorphia are never going to be happy. There's yeah. something more going on internally that um, no matter what wrinkle you fix, no matter how much you plump their lips or their cheeks or their chin or their jawline, they're not going to be happy. Yeah. And so you really, I've never like told somebody up front that they've had body dysmorphia, but you can tell and, you know, you really just have to be careful Um what you do because they'll start to ask you for more and more filler more and more botox and that's when people start looking wacky and um, you don't want that on your resume and then you know you're like kind of a serial entrepreneur you have your line nurse fiona and everything like that and i'm not gonna tell you to give away any of your trade secrets on that (laughs) (laughs) however it's like you know with nurse fiona how did you come with the concept for nurse fiona and, you know, how, how has that added to, you know, the bottom line in your practice? Um, so I wanted to continue with the Nurse Fiona brand. Mm-hmm. That was the first thing. So the Nurse Fiona brand, it was bumpy to get to that. You know, I tried to come up with different names for the business, for the practice, you know, Ageless Beauty this, uh, 50 Shades of Beauty. Like I went through like <laughs> so many different things. and. Um, finally, um, me and a, um, uh, she's not with me anymore, but she did like my marketing and branding. Mm-hmm. Um, she's the one that helped me just, she's like, let's just do nurse Fiona. She's, and I was like, really, that's it. Like, that sounds like so plain Jane, like <laughs> nurse Fiona. So that's how that was born. And for a long time, I always wanted to have my own skincare line mm-hmm. and it, 
you know, it was a dream for me. And I just never had the time. I've always worn, you know, so many different hats. I, when I started, I did my own website, my own marketing, my own um, business cards, brochures. Mm-hmm. Um, I would answer the phones myself. I would make all the appointments. I would check people out. I would everything. Oh I just God. did it all. Um, so it was just tough to like bring that on. And as you go to conferences, you see different companies out there that offer that private label um, uh, service. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So, you know, it's, it's no secret that, I mean, if you see a line, if you see a company that has a lot of products, usually they're private labeled in order to create one product from scratch and completely patented to you, it costs thousands of dollars for one Mm. product. It could be like about twenty thousand dollars. Oh wow! For, yeah, yeah. So it's very, yeah, it's very, very, very difficult to do that. So most products you see out there, especially med spas or you know uh, physicians, dermatologists, they're mostly using private label um, companies. So you know, I did a lot of research um, and you know, prior to even researching the private label companies, I've always been on the up and up of what products are good, what ingredients are good for your Mm -hmm. skin. You know, I've tested and tested and tested tons of different products from different companies. Mm -hmm. Um, I always carried like image skincare. That was one of the the brands that I carried skin, skin medica, um, it just all of those. So I have that background where I know what works for your skin, mm-hmm. what's garbage and what's not. Yeah. So I already had that like nice base um, of experience. And um, so I did a lot of research. I tested products on myself mm-hmm. and it took me about a year to really find, um, I used two different companies um, for my products. I have yeah. a medical grade line and I have an organic line. So the, they're, yeah, girl, the organic line is my baby. It is amazing. Amazing. So, um, I really have put a lot of effort into figuring out which of these, um, companies out there that offer the private labeling, mm-hmm. which ones are good and which ones are garbage. Yeah. So that's, these are the things where I, um, these are like my protected little trade secrets now. But, and, you know, I decided to use the name Nurse Fiona because that's the brand. Yeah. You it's know, so it's catchy though. Thank you. <laughs> I love it. And like the whole, like, cause like the like classy luxury type of like aesthetic to it. Like, yeah. like go girl. I'm like, yes. <laughs> it's very simple. And I really feel like it's very me. Like yeah. I had such a hand in like, developing like the the font of like the labels um the actual logo so I hired a company to help me and they created this other logo and I just felt like it wasn't me and then I said nope let's do this there's this font that I like this that so I basically they just had the programming to like create what I wanted but um so if you another little tidbit of advice is be true to yourself Um, you know, you can hire people to help you, but at the end of the day, like 
what do you stand for and what is your feel? What's your vibe? What's, what's you? Um, so, and then that's going to stay, that's going to be timeless for you because it's, yeah. it's not fake. Exactly. That, that's so wonderful. So it could be, like you said, I know you had mentioned it before, it kind of goes back to like, you know, you said when you were younger, you used to look at the ingredients on the shampoo bottle and everything. So I yeah. love how this kind of just comes full circle and everything. But being exactly. authentic to yourself, you never have to worry about slipping up because it's you. Right. Right. It's you. you got it. And that's so awesome. And so, of course, um, you know, just kind of clo closing with your like final thoughts or if you have any other advice that you want to give to women who want to do the same thing that you have done? Um, hustle, like I said before. Mm -hmm. um, you know, education, like make sure you know your stuff, make sure that you go to a reputable school mm -hmm. that's teaching you the right ways of doing things. Um, hire a lawyer, hire an accountant, you know, don't do your own taxes. <laughs> um, <laughs> yeah, <no. laughs> um, you know, and start small. Don't just don't bite off more than you can chew. I know that's just such a like common phrase to say, but it's but for a reason. Yeah, it's, you know, that's, I think where a lot of businesses fail is they do too much. So I only did injectables for like the first five years, I would say. And then I started listening to my patients' needs and people were asking me about laser treatments, about, you know, um, cool sculpting or stuff like that. So, so I got a multi-unit device um, and I, I just went with that. And then as that one got busier and busier and I started making more money and keeping some more money in the bank, then I was able to get another device. And so I've just kind of slowly moved and, you know, I'm pretty much debt free, which is fantastic. That's amazing. Um, I do have a couple of loans that um, for like, I think I still have the cool sculpting loan and the M sculpt loan, but my husband has taught me keep money in the bank. Mm -hmm. Keep money in the bank, even if you can pay off that loan, keep keep it there. And so, so just financial advisor, accountant, lawyer, and go slow. Yeah. Go slow and stick with your passion. Mm -hmm. Love what you do. And if you don't love what you do, if you don't love it, don't do it. Don't do it because you think you're going to make money. Don't do it you, if you think it's like the cool thing to do. You know, if you're not loving it, find what you have, what you love. Like I always say that to every single one of my employees or people in my life. Mm -hmm. And if you're not happy with what you're doing, you deserve to be happy. Find it. Yeah. yeah. Amen. Just preaching some words here. Pastor Fiona on today. <laughs> <laughs> I love it. And so where can everyone find you? Just tell us about your social media handles, um, any things that you have going on. Let us know. Uh, Nurse Fiona is my social media handle on Instagram. Um, I think on Facebook, it's Nurse Fiona Medical Spa. I also, I also have Nurse Fiona Skin, um, which is my Instagram and my Facebook, uh, nursefiona.com. Just type in Nurse Fiona. <laughs> and you'll find Nurse Fiona. So you got you that. You find guy. me. So Just somewhere. type in Nurse Fiona and she'll pop up. 
Awesome. Exactly. Thank you so much for all of your expertise and your advice. And like, I know this is going to help some woman who wants to be you. I'm sure they're, I hope they're out so. there. <laughs> I hope so. And I am, and I do have an open heart. I do love to give and I am willing to help people out if they really want to get into this industry. Um, so, so yeah, feel free to reach out and I'm, I'm happy to lead you in the right direction. Awesome. Thank you. You're welcome. Like what you heard? Please leave us a review. I appreciate you listening and your support. Follow us on Instagram at Plan Life Happens and comment on this episode's post. Also, I appreciate your feedback and ideas. Improving is the name of the game. I'm Leslie Tracy, your host. Thanks for listening.